welcome back, guys. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're doing a episode on nutrition again. I want to go over some of the basics, go over macros, calories, portions, going over exactly which energy source you want to focus on. Also talk about our baseline approach, intuitive eating, and also improving on where you're at now. So check us out in the episode and remember, leave us your listener questions. Yeah. Look, look at the way that I glisten. I saw me dripping. Put it in gear if you gave me permission. Gave her some bash She walked out the clinic. Now she's gonna be so for a little minute. So now it's gotten all cold. We're eating bread. We're getting all fat and sassy. Yes. So what do we do now, Wes? Like, where are we at? Like, how's uh? I don't think either of us. Or I think it, you know what I loved about Thanksgiving is uh, everyone posts a picture of their plate. <laughs> And uh, I love how, as time's gone on with social media, people are better yeah. at it. And it's just, like, always, like, these perfect sy- symmetrical plates. Like, I didn't post mine because mine looked like a three-year-old put it together. Yeah. But uh, we... like a mess of soup or something. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm a gravy guy. I'm, like, yeah. everything on, like, gravy over it. It's, like, it doesn't... It does not look good. Um, we want to talk about another nutrition one. And uh, we were talking about it. And we're, like, we didn't want to get into, like, oh, you know... You know, you have this compound and this hormone and this and this. Branch chain amino acids and insulin. The word we agreed on was like holistic, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sometimes gets abused. But we want to talk about like, okay, cool. We're we're in. We talked about, you know, your whether to bulk or cut. But how do you do that? It's like, okay, cool. Here's all the hard information. But like, let's let's take a step back. We're fat and sassy. Let's get back to the basics. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the basics are like... Uh, of course, calories in, calories out is like one of the biggest basics. And I know there are so many things that influence it, like hormones, metabolism, genetics, you know, the foods that you eat, all that stuff, you know, timing even. But it's still, you know, you still have to get to that eventually. You know, those are short term or temporary, small incremental changes where calories in, calories out is like the macro expression of this you know, thing that we're trying to figure out. So I think that if you accept that that is part of the plan, then it's a lot easier to mentally move forward. Right? Okay. So with basics in mind, yeah. Um, you know, we have the macros we yeah. have, you know, which are the, you know, the, the big three, yes. you have your micros, which everyone ignores and you have your calories, which typically goes to calories and ca- calories out. Mm-hmm. And then we have portions, which is again, goes to the more holistic way of looking at things like, Oh, well, you know, portion control. Yeah. In the hierarchy, say I'm brand new, of macros, calories, portions, like where should we start? Like what is the first thing you should be worried about as someone who has no control and very little knowledge over their nutrition and you know losing weight or maybe trying to gain muscle? Well, I think we need a basic understanding of all three. You know, that's, that's where you really start to understand this stuff is, you know, you understand that food has calories and that they add up as you continue to add them. And then you understand macros, which are the next level, level two, uh, where you understand that the calories are made up of three different types, proteins, carbs, and fats, and how many calories per, you know, protein, carb, and fat, which is four per per gram of carb and protein and nine per gram of fat, Mm -hmm. which is important because one gram of fat is more than twice as much calories as a gram of carb or protein. 
Exactly. That's why it makes everything taste better. Yes. And it's also why it's demonized by a lot of, of the studies and, you know, old doctrine of the past. And we're coming full circle. Dimitri is coming for the sugar industry. <laughs> they came for big fat, and I'm here to support fat all day long. <laughs> yes. So the fat's back on the rise, in case you guys haven't noticed. But uh, that's level two, is understanding, you know, which foods make up which macros. And once you understand that, like protein is you know you get your protein from these foods you get your carbs from these foods fat and then and like you get protein and fat from these you know it's like once you start to understand that then you can start moving on to level three which is portions Mm -hmm. and that's like determining how much of each macro that you need and maybe timing too and timing yes so maybe we'll we'll portion slash uh feeding times yes because uh, it's not good to well <laughs> there's arguments about the whole like warrior meal thing mm-hmm. but it's typically considered not ideal to save all of your calories for one point in the day especially late in the day yeah if you are consider are concerned about how well you perform in the gym and how good you feel in the gym then it pays to you know time your meals so that you fuel your workouts and then you have the whole argument about metabolism it's like yeah if you keep snacking throughout the day and spread your meal out your metabolism at least in theory, is supposed to be more active. Yes. Instead yeah. of like going into lulls, you won't have that the the three o'clock slump if you've been uh, grazing throughout the day because you have a consistent energy source. Potentially, yes. In theory, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a yeah. big in theory in there because these are things that I've read, but other people have you can alter- mess it up. alternative <laughs> views. It's a it, it is yeah. it's a balance, and that's one of the fun things about nutrition. That's why I love talking about it. Um, I did want to mention this. We uh, we were talking about before we started recording. We were talking about the uh, food pyramid. Yes. And how it kind of fucked up the minds of an entire generation of people dieting, as well as even continuing on today. Um, it was the whole thing of like. Okay, cool. So here's your pyramid. This is supposed to be your day. It's like mm-hmm. it's like fifty percent bread, twenty percent milk, twenty percent vegetables, mm-hmm. like you know, four percent meat. The <laughs> I think it's more like ten. Um, they throw in like a, a so another couple of random things, and they have like sugar at the top. Right. Um, I think you and I agree that the food pyramid is uh, bunk. It's not good. Well, it's been debunked. It, yeah, and it, but it, it still pops up. Um, could you? It's still doing harm to this day. I I, I would like to hear your take on it as someone who. A is seeing the ramifications also by someone who has a background in this and like what your opinion on that is. Cause sometimes people think, Oh yeah, eat holistically. And they, for some reason that pyramid comes to mind. It's like, it was like, in, I don't know if they did this to you, but when I was in first grade, they mm-hmm. had a picture of a tongue and like the tip, taste sweet things the back yeah. tastes salty and then like later on everyone's like you know that's a lie right we need to stop teaching kids that that's yeah. how i feel about the food pyramid yeah i think for the most i hope they stop teaching it <laughs> no, i think they did but yeah. it was it, i remember even as a kid and i was like i like would try like put ice cream on the back of my tongue and i'm like <laughs> i still taste it like this doesn't make sense yeah yeah it's way more complicated than that <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> yeah so but Basically, with the food pyramid, it has done more harm than good. I mean, there's so many books out there and, like, videos that talk about how commercial industry, the government, and, you know, just, like, big uh, farming has, like, yeah, has made the food choices that are considered healthy by our culture, you know, different than what they should be. And a lot of the info, and a big part of it, honestly, was... uh, in a lot of the research and a lot of the credible nutritional studies happened pre-World War II, like when oh, we were wow. just getting into like science and chemistry. And a lot of that was done by non-American scientists. Mm-hmm. And after World War II, and especially after the Cold War, we threw out a lot of studies that were done by European countries 
and specifically countries that we were not happy with (laughs) because like the Russians did some of the best detailed work with, you know, physical training. They had like the first bodybuilders. Yeah. They, they are the first ones to look at this and they have some of the best studies in it. And we completely threw out all of that info because we were anti-communist. We were like, red is dead. And they're like, we were like, we don't need any of that. They're, they're, you know, sending guys the size of bears. Yeah. And they were like the first ones looking at nutrition. First one, like when you look at like athletes back then, like during like the cold war, it's like, they were like kicking everyone's ass. I know that it was steroids too. Yeah. Well, we like were they, doing it too. They yeah. were on to something. They were better at it than us. That's were, what it was. <laughs> and it was, and it sucks that we like threw that stuff out. And we like, we talked about the subsidy. I think we, we talked about this a long time ago, but I'm yeah. going to continue recommending it for the rest of my life. It's just like the omnivore's dilemma. Great book. Mm-hmm. Corn is a shit crop. <laughs> it is great for the things it does. Feed the cows. I mean, you still should eat grass fed and then all of that different stuff. But it's like, there is an incentive for the federal government mm-hmm. to want us to eat more wheat, to eat more corn, to drink more milk. Because things that, these are things that they subsidize that are good for the economy. Right. So there's an inherent good thing with the econ- economy, but from a health standpoint, you could see why they might you know make a pyramid or that push really that. pushes those items. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that kind of explains that and shows where people are coming from. And, you know, it, if you look at some of the, I guess, the newer studies, 2010 or and newer, those are coming around and accepting a lot of those previously shunned ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, that were like, oh, that's a communist idea. You know, like, (laughs) that's not America. We eat cheese and we drink our milk, you know. The the new red flag is socialism. (laughs) Yeah, socialism, yeah. The, uh, and we actually, to credit the government, they've made improvements to a a system that I was actually talking to you about that I don't love. Yeah. And it's, uh, they now do the, uh, Talking uh, about my plate? The my plate, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this percent of your plate should be this color and this yeah. color. And they'd be like this much protein, this much. Thing. And I think that was more of like an Obama era thing. Yes. Uh, Michelle Obama was like going to schools and yelling at fat kids. The uh, <laughs> Yes. It, Taking well, away their lunches. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I love that whole conversation because I was like, the whole thing is, is like <laughs> lunch food at schools has gotten so bad. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, they like had pizza as a vegetable. Oh, my God. And I, I that's not a joke. Like, it's because it has like so marinara sauce. Like, yeah, it's tomato. Yeah. What got, about the bread? Or, it's, it's, it's got onions on it. <laughs> it counts. And I mean, it's all about like the economics of like moving food through and everything. Yeah. I mean, like look at prisons, look at schools. They probably have a very similar <laughs> system as far as feeding people goes. Yikes. But with that said, they got rid of the food pyramid. And if you look at it with the my plate thing, it's like it makes sense. It is much closer and much more uh, on the uh, on the mark with the whole holistic, intelligent eating thing. Yeah. And you can tell that people who actually knew what they were talking about were involved. So big, huge roundabout on this, but that's why we're talking about portions right there. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's get back on track. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, we were talking about, you know, okay, where to start. And when it comes down to it, like, you know, we're all vehicles. we got to get places. Horses eat haze. Car eats gas. Mm-hmm. Choosing an energy source. Yes. That sounds simple, and it's also where a lot of debate comes from with diets is really fundamentally what you're asking is like, well, should you be a vegetarian? Should mm-hmm. you be a carnivore? Should you be uh, keto? Should you be paleo? Should you be uh, calories and calorie out? Like what you're all asking is what is going to be your energy source? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like basically I think what you should determine is one, what fits with your lifestyle the best and two, what supports your training style. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you want to be keto but you're trying to be a 50-meter sprint athlete, 
probably not the best idea because mm-hmm. the 50 meter sprint uses mostly carbs for energy. Yeah. And if you're only eating fats, it's going to, your body's going to have to work extra hard to turn those fats into sugar. So probably screwing yourself in your fitness goals if that's what you're doing. But say like you are, you know, you have like some type of uh, medical condition where you don't react well to certain carbs, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like better for you to like, like eat. celiac or something. Yeah, celiac or, you know, say like you ha- are allergic to certain foods and it's like, you know what, I need to eat a higher fat, like, or even like a no, no meat diet, you know, eat a plant-based diet. It's like, yeah, then you have to like have that be your energy source and account for it as the calories that you need to burn when you're working out. Mm-hmm. So it's like... <laughs> You can also adjust your training to fit your energy source too, if that's like a medical condition that you're forced into. But basically what people need to do is they need to pick what they're going to focus on. Like, hey, I need to use carbs as my energy or fat as my energy more and then get their body really good at using that. I'm a, I'm a big supporter, in especially when you're like newer to dieting. Yeah. Let's say you've lost some weight. You're doing well you know, have the discipline to yes. like follow a diet yes, and follow a lifestyle preferably. Um, it is a good idea to try different stuff. Like yeah. try a couple weeks of doing the paleo thing. Try a couple weeks of doing keto if you care to, because a lot of it, it comes down to health stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you might not even realize that you're sensitive to certain things. Like some people good are point. not, do not respond well to like a lot of plant fibers. Like there's mm-hmm. chemicals in there that are rough on them. So that's where you end up finding a lot of these like more uh, meat based people. Like some certain people, plant fibers specifically, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know all of them. Tom Brady, ask him. The, uh, <laughs> but then you have other people who have a lot of like either family history or health issues involved with like meats, like red meats. Like they have like a lot of uh, cardiovascular yeah, like heart issues. Cholesterol issues. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not big on meats and I don't really like chicken. Yeah. So they end up on like more of like a pest vegetarian or vegetarian inspection things mm-hmm. end of things and you know there's people online right now who want to argue about that all day but it's a your mileage may vary so it's like yeah. what works for you and you know if you try different things you might suddenly realize like damn i was shitting on vegetarians but like this works for me or like i was yeah. shitting on the paleo keto people mm-hmm. but like wow like this is actually i enjoy this more right and it's all about if being it's able better. to be consistent and stick with something exactly exactly yeah if it fits better and it works more for your lifestyle then it's going to be you're going to have more success with it and one thing i would say is like if you you want to get good at that type of energy source and that comes through your training and consistency with your diet so Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not saying you should or i'm not saying i recommend to eliminate uh, a macronutrient from your diet like don't completely cut out carbs or completely cut out fat that's not a good idea Mm -hmm. but what i like to do is because i train resistance and i'm trying to get stronger and bigger I'm trying to use carbs as my main source of energy. So I prioritize that and I use and I calculate that as my margin of excess calories as opposed to something else. Whereas I am in a a place where I want to maintain strength, but I want to lose fat. So I focus heavily on protein and then I have a limited amount of carbs that I strategically place throughout my day. Like one to wake me up, one to have a good workout. And then typically that's almost all of it. Maybe I'll have a little bit around just so I can fit it into meals. Right. But it's just, again, mileage may vary. What are your goals? It's uh, the choosing your energy source. And like, we're awesome fucking machines, man. We don't need to just eat hay. We don't need right. to just take, you know, diesel. Like we can, we can do some of pick what's going to work for you. And then at any given moment, you can decide that you don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, you can change it. It'll just take some work to get used to it and get it. And I, th- I like what you brought up. You know, it's like, yes, you're choosing fat as your energy source. Because one, you're burning your own fat. 
And two, you're eating like less carbs and more of like moderate fat diet, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's like that is a choice that people make when they're wanting to, you know, keep insulin low, which is something we're not even going to get into. But exactly. Yeah, it's that's, like, well, that's yeah. already expanding. <laughs> yeah. said, right, too much. Uh, <laughs> pull back. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's like using that energy source to your advantage. It's like if you're choosing fat as your energy source, then you're probably trying to cut or you're maintain and you're like, I'm trying to, you know, focus on being able to burn as much fat as well and as quickly as possible. And that's why you manipulate your mood, your food choices to fit that. Where like, if you're trying to have it more carb based, then you're like, I need to be as fresh and as strong in the gym as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's why you choose that energy source. So it's like, that's why you should be choosing a diet, not by like, I think keto sounds good. Exactly. Or, I think, or, you know, or freaking, you know, Bob at the office says yeah. keto's awesome and all he does is eat salami slices and cheese all goddamn day. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. And it's just like, no, like it, it, everyone's different. Yeah. And uh, a while ago you made a really, I thought it was just a great post and it was, you're talking about all these different types of diets and mm-hmm. then you ended it by saying like, yeah, that's all cute. Um, it's all about restriction because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, uh, intermittent fasting, uh, keto, uh, mm-hmm. all of this random stuff. Pop-Tarts and ice cream. Just that's kidding. right, exactly, right? <laughs> just kidding. That, that's, no, that's champions. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, but it all came down to, like, restriction and discipline. Yes. So it comes down to, like, surpluses and deficits. So if you're right. trying to lose weight, you mm-hmm. want a deficit. If you're right. trying to gain weight, you want a surplus. True. And all of these things that we've talked about, can fit into both of those yes, funny enough either of them it's yeah. like it's that is the the fun thing about this is you can be any type of eater or on any type of methodology and you could lose or gain weight like there's vegetarians who get fat mm-hmm. there's carnivore diet or i don't know we'll say like people who are on a really great muscle building diet that still can't gain weight because they're not actually focusing on the yeah. correct things yes so when you want to determine a surplus or a deficit in all of these spectrums, like what should you be looking at specifically? Well, I mean, there are like gray areas where people recomp at the same weight where, you know, it's like if you're gaining muscle and losing fat and your weight's not changing, you are, you know, in a surplus or deficit. Um, same goes the opposite. But then a, a bigger indicator because that's such a short-term thing that happens. You don't like recomp at the same weight for more than a month or two. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually you're going to start gaining weight because you're continuing to, you know, be in a surplus or and actually start building more muscle than you're losing fat or you'll start losing more weight than you are gaining if you're in a deficit. Basically all of us in college. Yes, all like of us. Yeah, eating, eating Whataburger every single day, going and drinking every night. It's like, oh, dude, I could still do like 15 pull-ups. I'm just recomping. Yeah, yeah, and then like you go the other way and you stay in the same weight, but you just look better and have more muscle. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's, that's that's recomping. That's different. Like that's your body just adapting to stress. Now, uh, over time... What people do is like you can determine if you're in a real surplus or deficit if you are actually like gaining weight over time as an average or losing weight over time. So it's like people who weigh themselves every day have a hard time determining where they're at unless you average the your week or if you weigh yourself once a week, you compare it to at least three weeks. I love weighing myself every day and I've yeah. finally gotten away from it because but the most important number through, I guess I have like a calendar that's like a month in the whiteboard. The most important numbers were at the beginning of every week mm-hmm. and the one that on the first and the one on the last day of the month. Yeah. Because the thing is, the day to day, it was so funny watching you just go. It's, t- just it's like watching down. your socks. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, stop that. Like, it's not yeah. going to help you. 
power for me, it was nice because I would weigh myself and it would make me feel like I could think about what I did yesterday yeah. and I could make a thought like, oh, I'm like two pounds heavier for some reason. It's like, oh, I did eat very late or I did have this. It, it was, it felt like I had like a grip on my, uh, my diet a little bit more, right. but some people obsess, people really obsess on the number of scales and uh, you got to make sure you're doing it in a way that's actually like, you know, helpful. <laughs> yeah. Like don't mentally screw yourself. You know, if you are measuring yourself every day, then collect all seven days and then mm -hmm. average it. Or if you're just doing once or twice a week, add, get three weeks of data and then figure out where you're at. Or at least make sure you're tracking it. Cause some people yeah. just stand and see how look at it, like look sad and then walk off. Like, oh man, I'm up a pound from yesterday. Well, you could have not pooped yet. Exactly. And you if know. you don't, if you don't write it down, it means nothing. It's just that feeling you had. Cause some people will be like, you say, oh, I lost a pound. Yeah. It's because your last meal was at 3 PM yesterday. Yeah. And you actually took a shit before you stepped on the scale, but actually you're trending in a bad direction. That was just like, happened to be like, you know, an outlier. Yes. So, so records. some, some, yeah, easy things to think about is like, if you don't have access to a body scan, if you're gaining weight, after two or three months, you're in a surplus. If you're losing weight, you're in a deficit. Uh, if you are getting stronger while you are gaining weight, then you're gaining muscle. If you aren't getting stronger and you're just getting puffier and you're starting to get more bloated, then you're probably getting fat. Sorry. Maybe. Yes. This is the time. <laughs> yes. Winter. Winter bulking. Cool. So that's a simple way to do it. Honestly, like I think that it's easier if you just go to like a Nutri shop next to LA Fitness and get a body scan with a protein bar. And then that kind of tells you where. You're yeah, going. that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, and we've talked about this like, I don't know how many times, but just be consistent with the machine you're using. Yes, use, use the same machine. Because if you use a hand grip yeah. versus like one that uses like a foot scan, it's like every single machine's different. Exactly. Even the one that's like the best in the world where they like put you into a machine and scan you using like water and electricity and yeah. stuff, like that one's not perfect. Yeah, that one could be different than the one at the other studio or whatever. Exactly. You know, yeah. Good point. Cool. Um, you you mentioned uh, the baseline approach, which is kind yes. of a new term for me. I haven't really heard that. Uh, would you like to expand on that? Yes. So the baseline approach is, you know, a lot of people when they start to diet, they'll like type in, you know, I weigh 180 pounds and I'm a 29 year old adult who it works out moderately. And they'll type that into the little diet calculator online, right? My fitness pal. <laughs> yes, or my fitness pal. You know, that's what everyone does. And then it tells them, well, based on your age, weight, and activity, you should be eating this much. Now, that's like a ballpark. It's a very ballpark uh, answer. And you could be, you know, plus or minus that like 200, 300 calories. Um, now, the baseline approach basically takes where you're at right now and you start making adjustments on what you're currently eating. And I think that's a good idea if you have at least some awareness of like macros, calories. If you know, understand the big three, macros, calories, and portions, then the baseline diet is your best approach because all you have to do is take what you're eating today and adjust it slightly tomorrow. So say like I'm eating four meals. I'm eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a protein shake. Now, I want to start cutting tomorrow. What am I going to do? I'm going to cut out one portion of carbs from my dinner and eat the same thing I did yesterday. Boom. You're going to lose weight. You just put yourself in a deficit. That's the baseline approach right there. Okay. Same thing with bulking. You know, like I'm eating these three meals plus a shake. I'm going to add an additional scoop to my shake, or I'm going to increase each meal by one ounce of protein. There you go. Simple baseline approach right there. You're taking your baseline and you're adjusting it slightly. So it was interesting because uh, we talked about intuitive eating. Yes. And uh, it was, uh, and that's like what 
see that's like a def, the definition of that for me it's like you the audience yes are smart people you're not dumb you know how to do things and i feel like sometimes online people want to sell you something so they try and make it seem like you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, that, and in some ways, that's correct. Most of you can't drive. We talked about this on Tuesday. Right. The, uh, <laughs> the, the whole thing is donut make you fat. Ice cream probably make you fat too. Like these are intuitive thoughts. So if you are maintaining weight, like intuitively, I want to lose weight. What in my diet is making me gain weight? We've talked about carbs, mm-hmm. reduce carbon. Intuitively, that makes sense. If you do something like, oh, I'm, you know, I want to lose weight. I'm not going to eat vegetables anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not an intuitive thought. You know, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're, you're being a, you're a little bit in denial. True. So it, it's not like you have to be deep, deep into the whole fitness thing, the whole nutrition thing and know, like, you know, you don't have to have like, you know, your masters in dietetics you can make these intuitive decisions as long as you understand what a protein is, what a carb is, yes. what a fat is. And, and then what a portion can, is. And what a portion is. Yeah. And you can add and subtract these things in a sensible way, especially if you're just trying to do lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're like, I just go to the gym so that I don't die. And mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have like, you know, a heart attack at 40. Uh, I try to eat well enough. That's how a lot of people do it. And, uh, and if you get to a point where you want to be a little bit more precise or a little bit more uh, effective, uh, that's when you can start making, you know, more uh more drastic i would not even say drastic more like a pinpoint decision yeah making like little decisions here and there it's like once you have the basics down then you can start doing that mm-hmm. that's what's so good about the baseline approach is it takes you know it makes it a lot simpler you know if you focus on what you're currently doing and what portions you're currently well first you have to understand what macros proteins carbs and fats are an idea of calories in and calories out and then an idea of what a proper portion of carbs or protein would look like. Once you know those three things, then you can use the baseline approach to adjust your current portions. If you don't know those things, it's really hard to make like a good educated guess on like, oh, I should eat less of this or I should eat more of that. So it's like you have to put in a little bit work on the front end to understand those three things I said. And once you do, then you can make intuitive eating decisions. Right. And, and then also it comes down to when you're in situations like the holidays, you, yeah. you're going, you're doing Thanksgiving, you're doing uh, Christmas dinner, you're with family and stuff. And we always talk about, it's like, Hey, you know, take the time to, uh, it's better to like have a great meal with grandma instead of like worrying about like right. your protein take. But at the same time, you know, have the cheesecake, but intuitively, you know, don't eat the whole cheesecake <laughs> right it's like you don't have to do that like you're 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 gorging you're having an addictive tendency you're doing something wrong. it's like that, that's the thing it's like you can so it's like when i open a bottle of wine it's like i don't have to drink the whole bottle it won't go bad overnight no so. well, that, that's, different. That's, <laughs> that's different. different that's different that's different, different. <laughs> completely different topic <laughs> keep it on top oxygen yeah. kills it exactly exactly <laughs> tannins i don't know but the uh, the whole concept is it's like if if just be smart. Be the smart person you know you are. It's uh, We all know, like, don't do heroin. Why? Because it's bad. Yes. Heroin's bad. It's like, oh, but heroin makes you feel good. It's like, yeah, no, no, heroin's yeah. bad. That's the same thing you should be thinking about when, like, you know, you're getting into, like, dessert and stuff. It's like, cheesecake, very good. Whole cheesecake, very bad. You should yes. be thinking of it the exact same way, like, you know, there's, you know, 
portion control is a really big thing and it's challenging especially when you're in it's deep you've had a couple, hard. you know you woke up you know you've been helping your mom make dinner all day you start drinking white wine at like you know one you know 10 a.m yes it, you know Mimosas suddenly, with breakfast exactly suddenly everything seems to make a lot more sense um but yeah you can you can do things that are you know we're gonna say quote unquote unhealthy or bad for you just do it in a way that it makes sense. Yeah, do it in a controlled, responsible manner. Exactly. And like, that's one good thing about, and why we have this next topic is accountability and responsibility. It's like, this only works if you have those two things in place, right? Let me let me give you a quick vignette. Yes. Here, because this is, I like talking about accountability responsibility with diet, because I think it's one of the easiest things that people really allow themselves excuses for because it's like, oh yeah, like I'm just struggling at work. My boss hates me. I don't understand why. But if you like ask them really like, hey, like really break it down for me. It's like, oh yeah, because you're not the best employee and you hate your job. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know my, my girlfriend left me. Is that any other? It's like, oh, because you have kind of a drinking problem and your house is like terrible. It's like, it, it can all be broken down to like, there are things you could have done. Mm-hmm. And of course there's outliers. I'm sorry if your girlfriend left you for no reason. That's a bummer. But the, uh, but a lot of people with their diet, they they are very easily make excuses. And I'm, I'm a part of it too. It's like, I've yeah, definitely dude, done it. I, I go do to the it. gym. I did it last week. Every single day. I drink a gallon of water. I follow my diet, this, that, and the other. And you know what? I'm just gaining weight. I'm just gaining weight. I don't know what's going on. And then it's like, okay, well, what are you doing wrong? And, the, and people do not want to give it. They're like, I'm doing nothing wrong. My body's broken. I only get fatter. It's like, that's not how that works, man. Like, there's nobody in, you know, a third world country right now who is just fatter than everyone else and eating nothing. You're like, yeah, I don't know. It just won't fall off. Yeah. It's uh, the thing is, is a lot of times people are like hiding stuff. They're not taking accountability. So it's like, cool. Or they're you, like you, conveniently forgetting. Conveniently apart. forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I go to the gym. Uh, you know, I drink a gallon of water a day. But I actually like drink like six beers every night. Yeah. And, or, you know, like before bed, you know, I make sure to get in like a whole roll of Girl Scout cookies. It's <laughs> oh, like these man. like. Sounds good. These, I know. <laughs> Thin mints, I hope. Yeah. Well, or samosas. I, that is the Different best argument. thing about coronavirus <laughs> is that like people couldn't put their Girl Scout cookies out. Like they always put them on top of their cube. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk past them and was like, you're a drug dealer. Get away from me. <laughs> the, uh, but people like to conveniently forget the little things they do. It's like, and also when they do binge, they go hard. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't do anything bad. Oh, well, you know, did you go to fast food or thing? Yeah, I mean, I stopped by Wendy's once this mm-hmm. week. It's like, cool, how much you eat? It's like, well, I got, you know, three Baconators, four orders of fries, and a Frosty. It's like, how did you fit all that in your body? Like, how did you do that? Yeah. And then you suddenly realize, like, okay, you actually went to, you know, uh, restaurants or fast food like three times this week, but you're, like, conveniently forgetting because you're remembering all the hard work because, yeah. you know, you remember the things that suck. You don't remember the things you liked. Right. And that's where the accountability and responsibility like really comes down to like the, the brass tacks is like you have to like look at yourself in the mirror and say like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? It's hard to do it by yourself too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like one way you can help hold yourself accountable is tell other people what you're doing. You know, if you tell like your girlfriend, your, you know, 
partner, your best friend, or like someone or your boss, even like that's a good one. Tell your boss that you're trying to diet. And then when they see <laughs> you <laughs> eating the Girl Scout cookies, they'll be like, I thought you said you're trying to diet. My coworker actually yeah. did that with our boss. He was like, what is your guys' goal for the year? And I was like, oh, I want to be here. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to lose some weight. <laughs> he's like, I regret telling him that so much. He's like, so yeah. what are you doing to lose weight? And he's just like, nothing. <laughs> he's like, I came up with that off the top of my head. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it was a panicked response. I was trying to sound cool. <laughs> yeah so see boss holding him accountable just like i said you know that's like little things you could do I, we all need it i remember last year i was like telling dimitri i was like man i want to like have some you know a little bit of abs for halloween next year and you're like well what are you doing for that and i'm like nothing <laughs> like, well <laughs> it's not gonna happen then and you're like okay so it's like even running it by someone else like adds accountability you yeah. know you don't need to hire me as your coach you can you should. hit me up you might through my to. Instagram. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you don't, you just, you know, put it out there and you're going to get at least a little bit of accountability. I, another thing, too, is, uh, and it, it's hard because this is, this is a difficult thing to go through as well, is a lot of times we're all on the right path and we're doing the right things. We're losing weight. But then stuff happens. Right. Holidays happen. Uh, you know, bad things happen at work. And we, like, allow ourselves to, like, Okay, cool. I've lost 10 pounds over the last, like, you know, four months. I'm doing great. You know, it's, it's coming down. And then suddenly it's just like, oh, my God, I had the worst work, work week. The holidays are here. Yeah. And then you just, like, allow yourself to fall off the wagon. And, you know, you it's shocking, like, how quickly you gain weight compared to losing weight. And now you're at square one. So what you now what's in your mind is, yeah, I've been working out really hard for four months and I'm nowhere. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking... I worked out for four months and I was trusting the process and it was working and I managed to ruin it in three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, that That's another thing that people need to, it's it's looking at the sum total of your actions yeah. and realizing that like, you know, the, the process isn't the problem. Your ability to maintain that process is the problem. And you definitely get better at it as you go. It's like, just like you said, you know, you put in like six months of good work and then you ruin it in like a month, you know, three weeks of just like going off the rails. It's like you still are getting better in the long term mm -hmm. because it's like, yes, you you did take all those steps back and are back to square one, but you have the mental and physical uh, capacity and ability still in there somewhere. And it's like you got to get back to it and you got to put in and pay your dues again. But when you try again, you're going to be better and faster at it. And not only that, you learned what things made mistakes the first time around and what things held you up. And when it comes in front of you again, you're more likely to be able to change your response or beat it the next time. Exactly. And at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. Mm -hmm. And the decisions you make are going to be who you are. Yeah. So, you know, you can say all day, it's like, oh, well, I want to lose weight for my kids. I want to lose weight so I can get a girlfriend or be healthier, this, that, and the other. Well, no one is going to make you do anything. Like you, Some people are in a situation where people can force them to do stuff. That's actually kind of nice. Being the army is awesome like that. <laughs> like it's, trust me, if you get fat, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but if you know you're a normal human being, you know, if your boss isn't telling you to lose weight, your wife isn't telling you to lose weight, no one's telling you to, that's on you. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't lose weight, that's your failure. It's no one else's. Yeah. Even if you have a trainer, it's like he's going to be, he might be like bummed out. You're like, you know, I really wish just I was able to make this happen for Probably you. Probably feel bad about themselves in their trainer capacity. Exactly. It's like, like well, I, I'm not a good trainer. I couldn't get him to lose weight. I wasn't able to convey this in a way that worked for you, but that's a yeah. failure for them in a teacher aspect. Yeah. But the failure of gaining weight is you. Yes. So that's how we get better. Yeah. And it, it takes reps. You know, it's like people think that you know they're going to be able to diet and get to their goal body the first time shit it took me three different tries to do a show and i still wasn't where i wanted to be you know it's like mm-hmm. that's that's how it is with fitness and i i feel like unless you are like the genetic elite you're and don't set your goals stupid high then you're never gonna be completely satisfied with where you're at and that's just part of the game and actually if you lean into that part of the beauty of it Exactly. It's, it's, it's a, it's an art as much as it's a science. Like the, 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 the parts are very scientific, but the sum total is very much an art mm-hmm. and humans are interesting in that way. Cause it's like, you know, you know, we've talked about it. People like to argue about what diets are the best. Like everyone should be a vegetarian. Everyone should be this. Everyone should be that. But everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people just don't respond well to uh, what would work really well for someone else. And, you know, if someone's trying to sell you a $30 fitness plan and they're selling you like, this is the solution. This is your magic cure. Like you should be wary of that. Yeah. And uh, that's why, I mean, it, it sucks to say it, but save a little bit of money and get yourself like a trainer who's going to like sit and develop it with you. Um, if that's the route you want to go, because those are the people who are going to help you get there because they're going to be able to say like, cool. So I gave you our frontline one that works for like 60% of people. Mm-hmm you are now we're gonna now now we've tuned it a little bit and we're gonna get you to a uh something that's gonna work a little bit better for you because you are different right and that's and that's very 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 important um cool yeah yeah anything sounds good want, man anything else you want to say on nutrition no um <laughs> I, I like that i think you know it's always good to go back to the basics even those of us who have been doing this a while it's good to refresh on that just because it's the fundamentals that build up the advanced stuff and it's, it was funny. I was talking to uh, somebody on Thanksgiving, and they're like, uh, do you find it difficult to do this podcast as someone who's not like, you know, someone who's like doing bodybuilding, you're not like a professional trainer, and you're like, well, first of all, um, I have a professional trainer on there. Like, uh, I, I, I do Tuesdays. I do the color commentary during the Thursday episodes, but, like, we have, like, a professional here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is something that, you know, I think about a lot because I, I feel like the, uh, the everyman role here, um, and... I, I struggle with stuff too. Like there's, you know, getting the coronavirus, like I shot up in weight, was able to bring it back down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my strength's back up, you know, now I'm work I'm working on bringing the weight down again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I like to try different stuff just so I can entertain you guys. And, uh, I've already got some plans for the, uh, Dimitri does it stuff to come back yes. in an easier fashion. So that I don't fuck myself. Yes. <laughs> Cause I was just, I, I was very Man, was flippant a, in how I did it last time. It was just not good timing. I was, I was <laughs> not, not doing a good job. I was having right. a straight up bad time Hope y'all enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> the uh so it, it's it's one of those things it's like just do what works for you and hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. and if you're not where you want to be you're gonna have to do something different that's that's all there is to so it. simple but if that, so it, simple. exactly it's a very simple thing to say it's like like are you happy no like uh well have you changed anything no no it's like okay well something needs to change it's harder to say to do it than it is to say but you're right you're so right exactly and we all fall back into habits but with that said we love you you're gonna do great 
You're going to make lots of changes. If you want to ask us for ways to make better changes, you can find us at BNS underscore radio on Instagram, and you can find me there at Dimitri Sebastian. You can find me at WKendall underscore MFT. Please leave your listener questions. We love you for them. Thank you.